Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone? Welcome back. We're back. Hello. Welcome to Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And yeah, I don't know if it's clear or abundantly clear, but I obviously am under the weather. Laura is under the weather. Thankfully, to this point, we've both remained off of COVID protocol. But um, I woke up on the 26th, the day after Christmas. I was like, oh, wow, such a wonderful, glorious day after Christmas. And my voice was literally gone. Like, I had no voice. Um, hence, uh, hence the Jeremy's day-to-day tweet. <laughs> so um, I'm still day-to-day. But today... I guess I'm just taking the morning skate. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, yeah. Similarly, I started having sinus issues two days before Christmas, uh, which resulted in some multiple COVID tests because I was baking for a large number of people and was petrified that I had COVID. Um, do not, but I'm still... Uh, still sick and was definitely sick last week when we were attempting to move Jeremy to Michigan. Um, so much, so much so to the point that, um, we were getting ready to, uh, unload his U-Haul into his storage unit. And I said, I do not think that I will survive this. I can't walk more than three steps without literally coughing my lungs up. We need to figure out something else. So, and this episode will not be sponsored by the people who moved the stuff from the U-Haul into the storage unit. No, we're not big fans of them, and neither should any of you be, because that was not a great situation. But if you're ever moving, if you're ever moving to Grand Rapids, give me a call. Let me know, and I'll tell you who not to use. Yes. But Jeremy has successfully moved hence, to Grand Rapids. Uh, hence, uh, for folks who might see this visually, um, almost prison-like background that I'm working with here because I'm living in a college residence hall as I currently look to try to find something that's not a college residence hall. And it is lacking all, every aspect of character. So <clears throat> where there used to be jerseys or whatever behind me, now there is a a blank wall, and a window without a curtain, which I do desperately need to purchase. Yes. But the point is that you are successfully there. I have stopped crying. so That's a win. That's good for you. Doesn't mean it won't start again, but God, I have, God. in the meantime, stopped crying. So I love that for you. It's good work, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been off for a minute. We, uh, we took some time off, obviously, thankfully, because we both ended up getting sick and trust me, you would have not have wanted to hear us record it. You might not want to hear it now even. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you definitely would not have wanted to hear us last week. Um, and you know, we've been successfully putting out at least an episode, if not two episodes a week since we, you know. Since we started this thing, so as our friend 
uh, Karen and Georgia of My Favorite Murder always say, a break is necessary in order to continue to put out more content. It was nice. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, as much as I love, like, doing this twice a week, it was kind of also nice to just, like, it felt different when we started today. I don't know about you, but I was just, like, wow, like, I'm so excited. This feels so good. And, like, sometimes I think, it, like, we get caught up in it, right? Like, it's hard not to. And so this time it was, like, wow, like, this is nice. It's fun to be able to hop on and do this again. Yeah. So a little little refresher. We're in a new year. You know. All yes, happy new year. Things. Yeah, happy new year to everyone. It's 2022. And hopefully better times ahead. You know. Uh, although they, the universe did kill America's sweetheart on New Year's Eve. So Yeah, what the fuck is up with that, Sky Daddy? Yeah, What's that was a that was, a crushing blow. A crushing blow to get while also being um, Tattooed. Stabbed, stabbed with a needle over and over again. Yeah, I couldn't um, think of a way to I couldn't think of a way to like eloquently a what? Eloquently? Elo- That's it. Um, yes. Again, weird that we host a podcast when I can't talk. I couldn't figure out a way to tell you Mackenzie. Like, <laughs> I was just like, Betty White's dead. <laughs> like, I was just like... <laughs> It kind of gave me, like, when I was scrolling through Twitter and saw it came back, it said it had been traded. It was kind of that energy where I was just, like, scrolling through Facebook and I saw Betty White Memorial and I was like, surely it is not real. Surely it's fake. Yeah, I thought you were lying this time, too. Much like I thought you were just being a dick when Cam was traded. I wasn't. Um, that was all Yarmo, not me. I know. But yes, our, the beloved Betty White passed away. Big, big you listener know. of the podcast. Big listener. We'll, I will truly miss her. I have cried at a number of different, like, either memes about, like, I seriously, my college best friend and I cried via text, message, text messages the other day because we were thinking about how in a, you know, whatever form of afterlife there is that Betty White walked through the kitchen door and sitting I at the know. table were the rest of the Golden Girls and a cheesecake and telling her they had so much to catch up. I'm going to cry now, just saying it out loud. Um, I know. So yeah. No, I had a very similar, like, epiphany or, like, realization of, like, wow, like, oh, it's so good. It just always kills me, too, that, like, that, like, so, oh, God, Sophie, right? Not Sophia. Sophie? Sophia. Sophia, thank you so much. I have to, my card's gone. Um, but it always blows my mind that she wasn't the oldest of the group. Like, I think that, like, always has thrown me for a loop. She was the youngest. Just crazy. Blows my mind. But a lot of weird things have happened, of course. I mean, obviously, like, Betty White passing away. But obviously, the world is in a weird place right now. Um, I can't remember. We got tattooed. We didn't even touch on that. We got tattooed. We did do that. Yeah, I can't really show. I guess free free feet pics to the, the Ohio tattoo that you can't really even see. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to stretch that. Plus, mine is like still in the bandage. So is mine. My Ohio one is in the bandage. And so is mine. Actually, both of them still are. Um, but yeah, I, we did do that. That was fun. That 
for anybody who's thinking about getting an upper thigh tattoo, if you think that it doesn't hurt, you and I have something in common. I'm here to bring yes, it Jeremy, to you. Jeremy uh, definitely had uh, a different opinion going into getting his tattoo. Uh, I was just impressed that you were able to like sit up like that on the table the way that you did the whole time. Without me having my ADHD medication or just because of the pain or both? Both. Yeah, that's fair. Without like I, back support or anything. Yeah, no, it was actually kind of comfortable. She was like, do you want to lay down? I was like, no, I, I absolutely don't want to lay down. That feels like a very vulnerable state to be in. But yeah, we both got tattooed. Um, the World Juniors got canceled. They did. When we were moving me into the, in the storage unit. Um, so that was sad. I'm sad about that. I really like watching those. Not that I know that I have yeah. a way to watch them right now, but. But I mean, I think it just showed kind of a mini, a mini version of what will potentially happen when the Olympics do happen. I mean, the NHL won't be participating, but the the rate in which COVID spread through the World Juniors, I mean, had they not canceled it, the U.S. team. Um, there were a couple of other teams that were going to have to completely pull out of the competition anyway, because they just had so many players test positive, um, that, you know, it just, it's another part of the, you know, it sucks. COVID just sucks. It takes away so much of the things that we love. Um, now I will say it was kind of like, a joyous irony that they canceled the world juniors after they just didn't even consider allowing the girls to have, uh, their tournament. Um, biggest oof of the week, right? Yeah. So kind of serves them right. Cause girls definitely deserve to have as much opportunity to play as the boys do. So, but yeah, World Juniors canceled. Like we said, we are no longer participating in the Olympics. Um, and games, depending on what teams it is, but games continue to be canceled or postponed um, within the NHL. There are no um, there are no lower forty eight teams playing in Canada uh, for the foreseeable future. The Canadian teams can come to the U.S and play but no u.s teams will be traveling across the border for a while um so that has made a lot of interesting scheduling changes definitely much more than we'll be able to be accommodated within that uh now added time in february that we will have but and Nothing has been announced as of yet as to what those rescheduled games are going to look like in February. So lots of fun times ahead. Yeah, I think, well, and it's interesting too, because today Bill Daly was like, no, the the assistant general manager um, or the deputy general manager of the NHL basically saying like, we're at a place now where we can't cancel more games for the Canada issue that you mentioned, Laura, because of the timeline, right? Like the time, it just doesn't add up. And, um, and so it just makes things a little bit challenging 
So like you said, try to fit in the season and get everything done by the time they want to get things done. Keeping in mind that there are other things that kind of rely on the NHL timeline to, um, you know, happen in a way that is succinct and, you know, that kind of deal, including the NHL draft, including the world um, championships. Uh, so it's just a lot, right, that kind of relies on it, not to mention then also the following season starting on time. So there's a lot of things that go into this that obviously are not going to be answered overnight and things are going to continue to change, but it'll be interesting to see how the NHL continues to handle it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's just crazy. And we, you know, much like all teams, we continue to, Add and subtract people um, from our COVID Maybe, question mark. So yeah, we really don't know. By the time y'all listen to this episode, you might be like, they're right, they're wrong, they're whatever. Um, but as of now, like Laura, I think you were getting ready to go into this. Like Zach Warensky might be in COVID protocol. Maybe question mark. Yeah, Zach's uh, rapid test came back positive this morning. He did not participate in Monday morning practice. Um, they at last check-in, which I think was sometime this afternoon, they were waiting on a full PCR test, um, to come back to see if he actually needed to enter into protocol. Um, Oliver Bjorkstrand is now off of protocol. He spent five days in quarantine, um, and turned in a negative test actually over the weekend. So, um, so that was good. And he was back skating with the team. Um, but we do have some potential injuries on the rise as well. Um, Elvis did not practice today because he did not feel, um, well injury wise. Um, and they're unsure if it is from, (laughs) I'm sure everyone has seen it by now. If it, if his potential injury is from, something else in the game or when he essentially got tackled by Jakob Voracek um, while trying to leave the ice during the uh, Carolina game on Saturday, Saturday. Um, Mm. Yeah. That clip is (laughs) clip is definitely making its rounds because it is quite unusual. Um, I guess they, I mean, I don't think it was purposeful, obviously, like that Jake ran into him, but I guess they had considered disciplining Jake, um, which would not have made any sense whatsoever. Um, But yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big sort of tackle moment between um, Jake and Elvis. Uh, So fingers crossed that Elvis isn't actually injured and he's just like slightly like stiff or uncomfortable because if he's injured we're in a really weird spot with goaltending because um Tarasov is injured uh he has he was placed on IR this morning um with a lower body injury um a groin situation which for goalies is a very very big situation um Corpy is off of protocol Corpy is ready to play but that leaves the question of who is going to back up Corpy and also the fact that we can't really take people away anymore from Cleveland because they are also in a goaltending 
hiccup situation. So, yeah, fingers crossed that Elvis is just sort of like stiff or sore and can work through whatever this situation is. And one would imagine that Corpy would probably start them on, you know, on Tuesday against the Lightning, but of course things can change, right? And so you would think that Corpy goes in and maybe Elvis doesn't feel up to snuff and isn't ready to play in a full game, but maybe he's the backup, uh, which would be obviously welcomed because <laughs> they uh, they need him. And so hopefully, hopefully they can get somebody there. But who at this point knows? The emergency backup goalie was practicing today yeah. with the team. So that they were. <laughs> and now sometimes e-bugs will do that just generally too. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, it's still just fascinating to know that that is something that is possible. <laughs> that, yeah. that you might have an e-bug, you know, backing up. Um, Corpy, and, and obviously, like you hope that that's not the case because you don't want anybody to be put in that situation. But it seems like it's always a fun story when they do get put in that situation. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I would love a hero situation um, for us if that were to be the circumstance. But you know, fate's not always kind to the Blue Dragons, so I would just be nervous if we did have to have the backup goalie come in, let's say against, I don't know, Tampa and we lose like 14 to two. So. Well, they've had their own issues though, but we'll get there. We'll get there on the Tampa COVID goalie issues, but nevertheless, the blue jackets have played hockey recently, which is exciting. We can talk about them actually doing the thing that, you know, they're supposed to do. And that is, playing some hockey, and it all started on December 30th against the Nashville Predators, or I guess I should say it restarted. Obviously, this was one that, like, could have been not bueno because you've got the Blue Jackets coming off, playing their first game since, you know, for two weeks, really. Like, they obviously, you know, the game against Chicago was postponed, and so, you know, they were supposed to play on the 28th. They don't. Instead, they play their first game on the 30th, whereas the Nashville played a game on the 29th. And so where normally you have a team that's playing back-to-backs, you're a little bit worried that that team, if you're that team, that you're going to be a little sluggish, that you're not going to be ready to play. But I think realistically, like, Nashville came into the game with an advantage because they had played real hockey in the last, you know, two weeks. And so it kind of showed in the beginning – I thought the Blue Jackets obviously like struggled for a little bit toward the start of the game. Now, of course, the scoreboard didn't always reflect this, but uh, you know, might have struggled a little bit to kind of get going and match the tempo in Nashville. And you could definitely tell that Nashville was a little bit fresher, that their legs were a little lighter. But the good thing was that the Blue Jackets never let Nashville, you know, really, really take control of anything. Of course, Nashville scores first only two and a half minutes into the game. Or, or about three minutes into the game. Um, but Boone Jenner does what Boone Jenner does, and he tips in a Vladislav Gavrikov shot uh, right in front of, um, you know, right in front of David Riddick, and the Jackets, you know, tie it up. And then Patrick Lyonet does some Patrick Lyonet shit, as you say, uh, at the beginning of the first, second period. And then the, the rest of the second period kind of sucked a little bit. 
Um, the Jackets went down 3-2 and, and we're losing 3-2 until Alexander Texier took advantage of a turnover and tied up the game 3-3 and sent that boy into overtime. Of course, overtime does not end up giving us a winner and the shootout was necessary. And do you know how we feel about a shootout on this podcast, folks? I hate them. They're stupid. But this time, it worked out. It worked out for the Blue Jackets. Uh, and so you've got uh, the first goal, Alexander Texier, with let's, – let's just call it what it is. Like, it's it's the Texier. Like, he's the only player that does this. You know, it's it's like what I think Larson said. Like, he's done that twice. Not I'm not sure he's going to do it a third time because goalies study and goalies know, right, what's to come, and, and they know that that's his signature thing. Which ironically, Elvis had just saved um, a signature Ryan Johansson move just right before uh, to keep the Blue Jackets in the game, and actually got stared down Ryan afterward, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, Tech scores, and then, and then, the arena operators, the folks who are in charge of everything, <laughs> sound off the cannon. That's normal, or like do like the goal horn. That's not that's normal. The cannon they don't do after shootout goals normally. I'm like only the ones, only the winning one. But only this one game is over. Yeah, and so this motherfucking cannon goes off. The streamers go, and I just go, we are fucked. We are so fucked. There's no way we're winning this game now because, like, you just, like, you know what I mean? Like, all the pomp and circumstance, the streamers bitch falling from the ground or from, to the ground from the sky. It was just there's no way that that was going to go well for us. And Nashville, what do they do? They score to extend it into a fifth round. And at this point, I'm fuming. At this point, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way we're winning this hockey game. You're not even watching it. And I'm no, like, there's no way. There's no way. And then Gus Nyquist, who else, comes in and just scores. And then, thank God, Elvis Merzlikens makes another save, and the Jackets find a way to win that game. But, wow, I really thought the karma was about to just turn it on its head when that happened. Yeah, you were, you were not pleased. Terrible. Um, terrible management. Terrible. God, well, yeah, I love, I love is, the like, folks. But still, I was just like, "Why, wow, no, no, it's just bad." It would have definitely made all sorts of NHL headlines that like the Blue Jackets celebrate before they even win. Well, and this um, is this is like before your like your diving headfirst into fandom, but like the Blue Jackets always, specifically by Penguins fans. Penguin fans always used to rag on Blue Jackets fans and the Blue Jackets for launching streamers at the end of every uh home regulation win because or every home win because they're like try winning a cup like win something like don't just use streamers every game and so um so <laughs> that really would have probably made its way around in, in penguin circles yes probably um but yeah it was it was it was good to be it was good to be back and to have them playing um it was very much so a rough and tumble sort of situation like you said um the predators were i mean the predators are a team that are really really going for that playoff opportunity um there were a lot of penalties in this game especially in the second period um which made for some interesting times um uh, 
Matt Duchesne uh, really, really is setting in stone um, his being very unliked by Blue Jackets fans because um, he was playing kind of douchey throughout this whole game. Um, he also and- complained just a lot. What? He also just like complained a lot. Yes, he was a big whiny baby during most of this game. Um, but the main thing for for me to touch on is just the return of Patrick Laine. Um, this was Patrick's first game back since he uh, was injured back in late October. Um, and the first game back that he's played since the passing of his father. And... You know, he, in much more polite terms, I won't use the exact terms that you used, Jeremy, um, when we were talking about it, but, you know, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick came out and he was ready. He was ready to play. Oh, yeah, and, good call. Good call. I'm not saying yeah, that. Um, <laughs> he was ready to play. And, you know, leading up to it, the the press were reporting that Patrick has been pestering Lars uh, to let him come back into the lineup. We sort of joked that he was just kind of following him around the arena, just like going okay. everywhere Lars goes, just being like, hey, gonna let me play. Gonna I'd let really me like play. play. I'd really like to play. You know, just like following him into his office, into the bathroom. Just clearing his throat. <laughs> sitting, sitting beside him at lunch, you know throwing paper airplanes at him in the locker room just say please let me play um and he did and he came back and he was you know had so many shots oh god those that the five minutes of regular overtime i think patrick shot on goal like 15 times trying to get a game-winning goal um god bless him but he did score in regulation which was, I think, a really big thing for him. Um, especially in his in his post game interview, he talked about the fact that this was probably his first ever game that his dad's had ever seen him play, and to have him be able to score, um, to pay homage to his dad, like that was a really, really, really important thing. I think for Patrick, and um, it was just nice. As as everyone knows, I'm not the hugest Patrick Laine fan, but I have never been more excited uh, to see him out on the ice in a blue jacket sweater and have the game go well for him and for us, thankfully in the end, even if I do hate shootouts more than everything else in hockey. Yeah. I I don't know. I've, I've heard you say some certain things about players like Artemi Panarin that, it makes me believe that maybe you hate them a little bit more than the shootout. No uh, comment. It's possible. Okay. He is still on my fantasy team, so that's that's fair. Um, yeah, so I just think the Blue Jackets. Obviously, that one is big. He Patrick finished with seven shots on goal, and he he said it in his post game. He was like, "For every shot I had on goal, right? Like it was like another like three that just missed the net." And he was like, "I need to be better at that." So. Also loved his comment about Jacob Vorchek, like being like he should probably shoot the puck every now and again. He's like, I wish, I wish, you know, Jake would shoot that pass every once in a while. But I knew it was coming back to me because it it's Jake. 
And I responded to that in the car. I wish Jake would shoot them sometimes too. No kidding. But then, then Saturday happened. <laughs> the first ever New Year's Day game for the Columbus Blue Jackets at home. Um, it started out really great. But it didn't though. Like that's what's so weird. Like it, it like because I mean we said it the whole game, right? Like the whole time we're watching, we're like every time there was a goal, I'd be like, it oh, the Jackets started out really nothing. lucky. I'll say that. Yeah, the scoreboard looked great, but I just every time they scored, even when they're up four nothing, I was like, we shouldn't be winning this hockey game, <laughs> let alone be winning it by four. Like, yes. <laughs> So, yes, we the Carolina Hurricanes come to town for New Year's Day. Um, another team very much so uh, bound for playoff hockey. Um, and it was just, it was weird. Uh, Daniil Tarasov uh, gets to start, which we were all like, night. okay, sounds good. What's wrong with Elvis? But they were like, let's give the kid a chance at home. Um, and yeah, we we go up 3 nothing in the first period, which was weird. Because again, we were outshot entirely. Um, and Tarasov had some big saves. And then we go into the second period, go up 4 nothing, And we're like, huh weird okay and then all hell breaks loose oh did it ever well and even still i will say yes so the the hurricane score twice they make it 4-2 going into the third period you're like at least somewhat hopeful as a blue jacket fan that like you're going into the period with a 4-2 lead you feel okay about about where things are and like if we can just score another goal if we can score the 5-2 goal, then maybe this game has a chance. Because you felt like you needed to score another goal the whole night. Like, even when you're at 4 nothing, you felt like you needed to score another goal. And they obviously don't. <laughs> they obviously did not score um, the fifth goal because, uh, wow. <laughs> um, Carolina scored seven unanswered. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. No, not even six, seven unanswered. Now, to be fair, one of those is an empty net goal at the end of the game. Um, the the goal, I believe, that took it to 5-4 was one of the weirder bounces I've ever seen where a play got or a puck got played behind the net, hits the glass and hits the stanchion behind the net, comes right out. Elvis is expecting it to go around the back of the net because, oh, yeah, that's right. Daniel Tarasov gets pulled for the third period because he has a lower body injury. And, you know, from there, it's 5-4. And and it just felt like after they scored that fifth goal, you weren't getting it back. Like, you weren't coming back. I mean, even after they scored the fourth goal, I was like, just get him in overtime and get a freaking point. Like, Yeah. It was, it was bad news. Um... I mean, the second second periods are historically not great for us. Um, and like you said, even at the end of that second period, you're still kind of hopeful because we're still leading. It's still 4-2. Like, you know, obviously we were able to score four goals, so how could it be that hard for us to 
um, score another one. Well, the the Canes also pulled their original goalie as well. He also got injured, which put in Frederick Anderson, who is, you know, only one of the best goaltenders in the entire league. So, um, so yeah, it became physically impossible for us to score another goal. And bad things just happened. Um, and it was a bummer. It was a bummer because obviously it's like it's a holiday game. So there were a lot of people at Nationwide. And, you know, traditionally speaking, well, when Elvis starts, we have, you know, basically won almost every time Elvis has started at home this season. So, um, you know, so it was kind of kind of a bummer. Also, it's just like it's the, it's the beginning of the year. Like, let's start on a high note. Um, and we did not. We definitely we just did not. Um, and so yeah, we we end that game uh just real bummed out. But you know, <laughs> what did you say to me? Like <laughs> you're like <laughs> New Year's same old blue jackets, baby. <laughs> New Year's same jackets, baby. <laughs> New Year's same jackets. You know, you don't want to change up the jacket all too much. Uh, yeah, that was – and you know what, though? Like, again, like, it's, it's like, painful to go from being up 4 nothing in that game to then losing 7-4. to four. But, again, like, I think if you're watching that game, like, you're not even surprised by it, right? Like, you're not as upset as, as a lot of people probably were when they're just, like, looking at Twitter. And they're like, oh, the jackets are up 4 nothing, And they're like, what the hell? Uh, because it was kind of, like, written in the stars the entire game. And Carolina's a very good hockey team. Like, they're one of the best hockey teams in the league. They're probably going to be in the Eastern Conference final, if not win the Eastern Conference. Like, they're good. And so that, of course, you know, does not help. Because when you slip up against a team like Seattle or Arizona, then maybe you can figure it out. I mean, the Blue Jackets did against Seattle. I mean, almost verbatim. And yeah. so, but when you do it against a team that's as good as, as Carolina is, they're going to make you pay for it. And they did. And we lost. And that's okay because those moments are going to happen during this year. But nevertheless, a little disappointing. Yeah. But still, still so much hockey to go. Um, so much what i think was it saturday game like 30 or something yeah i think it's just like oh my god there are 52 more hockey games this year yeah it was because we're 15 14 and one so um we still have 52 52 more games to go in regular season that's crazy so um including three games this week we see Tampa um tomorrow night well today is Monday so tonight if we're releasing on Tuesday so Tampa tonight um and then back to back with New Jersey first us going there on Thursday and then coming to us on Saturday so lots of hockey and doesn't look like we're going to be getting that break anymore so it's going to be lots of hockey all the way through to the end of the season so lots of hockey can't wait can't wait but the good news is that when there's a lot of hockey being played 
there's a lot of bets that folks can make on hockey games. And you know where they should do that, Laura? Um, DraftKings. Yeah, and very specifically, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. And new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets. Um, if either team scores a goal, if either team. And the NHL got rid of ties in 2005, and so you know someone's going to light the lamp. It's actually impossible that they don't. And the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You don't have to worry about it. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with daily DraftKings fantasy hockey contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're just going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game, and that's $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, and new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're so good at that. Listen, I never thought that that would be something that I'd do, and so I really just take time to really try to hone the craft, you know what I mean? So, yes, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is available in my state now, by the way. Which is dangerous for you. It is. I haven't done anything yet, though, so you'll, you'll be pleased to know. But yeah. I do, but I uh, have downloaded, I have the BetMGM app, which I probably shouldn't talk about on the show, um, but that's okay. And... I use it specifically because you can just, like, do casino games on your phone. Which I know is scary. But I'm personally a fan. So, real quickly, just while we're here, while we're all here together, let's just, like, go to the casino. (laughs) And I'll bet, let's go to slots. Let's oh, this one's trending now, so it's going to work. But, yeah, so the Blue Jackets obviously going to have to gamble on something today, Tuesday, when they're playing the Lightning because, of course, like you mentioned, goalie issues are weird. Potentially Zach Wierenski might be out. If that's the case, is Dean Kukin ready to come in? Right now I think they have Scott Harrington in. Or they had him skating today to kind of alleviate that gap. But I know there are a lot of people who are probably hoping that uh, that changes. And again, I just marvel at the Scott Harrington hate and distrust. You and me both. I am very okay with Scott Harrington. And so... uh, The boy who lived. The boy who lived. And honestly... Fluff up the hair a little bit more and give him a pair of glasses. Kind of looks like Harry Potter. He can borrow my glasses if he needs to. That's true. You do have kind of round Harry Potter glasses. I know. It's it's just really good, really good work that I do here. Um, I do want to touch briefly. We so rarely talk about it on the show. But our fantasy hockey league. And you just want to talk about it because you beat me this week because you got lucky <laughs> because Jonathan Quick sucked. I... What what she won't tell you all is that I came back 
from being down by over 40 to almost beat her if it weren't for the fact that Jonathan Quick had a negative eight one game. Let's see. The important part there is you didn't, and I won still. Meet me in the playoffs, girl. I'll see you there. Because Jonathan Quick ain't starting shit in the playoffs, I'll tell you that right now. Um, but yes, we did uh, We did play each other actually for two weeks because our original week was the beginning of the um, holiday pause. So if you play fantasy hockey, um, you know that they extended those matchups to two weeks. Um, and so I still won. You did. No, yeah, you did. Fair and square. Yay. You'll lose next time, though. Sure. The real talk is you playing Dan this week. We'll see how that goes. That is true. And how I'm perpetually just going to be stuck in second place in my division. For forever. For forever. Because I don't think that the person above me is. She's really good, Amanda. I think it's Amanda, right? Yeah, she's very good. So, goodness. Well, you know who's scoring it well? Who? Uh, actually, I'm really glad you asked because I need to look because I definitely thought I had it. I think it might have been Mont- – no, Florida. Was it Florida? Oh, God. Who, like, destroyed Tampa Bay the other day? Was it Florida? Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they won 9-3, to I think it was. Yeah, 9-3. And so <laughs> – of course, I don't know if they've played since then. I think that maybe they have. They did. And they played against the Rangers. Who started for them? Because they are in a weird goalie situation. Brian Elliott did start, so he's back on the – that's good because they really were struggling because uh, Hugo Omnifault, mm-hmm. who has spent a lot of time in ECHL this year, uh, got some playing time. Uh, not to be confused with – Manny Legacy, but I think it's Manny Legace is their, like, AHL goaltender. Ah. And so, like, so he played primarily. They gave up nine goals. It was a problem, but it looks like Brian Elliott is back. I don't know when Andre Vasilevsky is going to be back, too. I mean, he'll probably be back sooner rather than later. I'd expect with the new NHL guidelines, but he'll probably be back for Tuesday for today's game, and then he'll get a shutout, right? I mean, probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Makes sense. Most teams like to make their comeback against us, so. Then why wouldn't they? I mean, we're a good time. We're good. Plus, you know, they they would feel very, very set in themselves, you know, since we have this new newish rivalry with them. Um, I was just thrilled to see that David Savard continues his. (laughs) Um, of only being able to score against the lightning, so it's so funny to me. It is just so funny to me. Uh, Nick Felina scored his first goal as a Bruin, his first goal, also kind of in the same spirit of people who left who are scoring goals. Yes, and you're the one that told me that they uh have started calling him Uncle Nick. There's a podcast that started calling him Uncle Nick, yeah. I don't know if it's like the Boston fans as like in general, or if it's uh, just that one podcast. But I hope it's everybody, because Uncle Nick has a ring to it. It does. And he is, um, he's not the oldest man on their team, but like he is of the older players on the team. I did overhear a very funny conversation the other day when we were at the arena about Jakob Voracek 
and how someone was describing him as like this old man on the team and like all the sort of stuff. And the way that they were describing him, you'd think he would be like a Joe Thornton or, you know, something like this. And there was a, a younger person with this person having the conversation. They're like, oh God, like how old is he? And they're like, 32. <laughs> and the younger guy was like, so what you're saying is he's just old for hockey. Right. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, God, Goodness. you made him sound like old man Winter. I know he has, you know, that big old beard. It is wild, yeah. 32 in hockey is, like, probably... Yeah, it's on the older side, 60, but... 68 in... I know, I wouldn't say 68. In real world? I'd say more like 55. I don't know. I mean... I don't know. Because most players retire probably what? When they're... See, this, dep- this depends on perspective. Because for me, end of life is when they retire, not like actual retirement age. End of life, like when they die, yeah. Something thinking like 76 is like the end of their NHL career. So, like when a player is like 36, he's really probably like 76. Mm, yes, versus like where you, if you're thinking like retirement, you might be like 36 is like 62. Like, that's like where I'm like my framework. I just sort of still laugh at the fact that Brandon Dubinsky has never actually officially retired from the NHL. I wonder what the perks are of or of not. I'm sure there's something related to like benefits. Maybe. I just think somebody let us know. Somebody let us know if you're really privy to NHL HR benefits. (laughs) Let us know what it's like to just hang out as a free agent that will never get picked up by anybody. I mean, Brandon Dubinsky is only 35. Well, yeah, but he can never play again. He had a career-ending injury. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, this is wild to me. Like, I think people probably think Brandon Dubinsky's, like, a lot older than he is, but he's only 35. That's wild. That is truly wild. Well, what else is on your radar as we're looking toward the Blue Jackets playing another game today on Tuesday as folks are listening? Hopefully this is what people are using as their pregame warm-up. I've got a little fun idea, but I think you'll yell at me for it. Oh, God, what's your fun idea? It's on the know? spot. It's on the spot. It's a. It's just like a free free reign. You can go ahead. I haven't thought about it either. If it makes you feel any better. Oh, you just want me to say what was on my mind? No, no, no. So, little moment. What if we tell the fans what our Blue Jackets New Year's resolution is? What's the one thing that you oh. want the Blue Jackets to resolve or to to be resolute in, in 2022. Oh, goodness. Just for the remainder of this season or for the whole of 2022? 2022. Okay. That's so hard because there's so many things. Hmm. Don't say them all at once. I won't. Um, I I 
I think my resolution for the Blue Jackets as the team goes is for them to just continue to stay focused on what they know to be true about themselves and their chemistry and their what they're doing with who they have and really just work to make those connections stronger and, you know, make the things that have been going well, like continue to do that and, you know, just focus on, you know, not necessarily the wins and losses, which obviously like from a fan perspective, that's important, like important and all that sort of stuff. But as a young team and as a team that, you know, the expectation was never that we were going to be a playoff contender this season. Like, I just want them to focus on, you know, the bigger picture, which is this next, you know, three to five years. So that's my resolution. Yeah, for me, I think it's to, I think it's like you said primarily, but I think it's, to start seeing and integrating some of these newer faces more frequently. I think it's trying to figure out what you're going to do with, with this top nine group. When you consider folks like Ken Johnson, Kirill Marchenko, Dmitry Vronkov, these players who are going to be here in, in short order, you know, the players who currently aren't here, the Liam foodies of the world, uh, you know, obviously if Mel Bemstrom gets back in, we didn't talk much about that, but he gets back in, the, over the last couple of games. And so what do you do with him? You know, it looks like Igor Chinikov is probably him and Eric Robinson are skating on the same line or were skating on the same line at practice on Monday. So is, is Igor Chinikov going to be scratched, uh, you know, to make way for Oliver Bjorkstrand coming back in? We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I think that that's going to continue to be the story of 2022 for the Blue Jackets is what ways do you continue to, uh, move shake things up that set you up for success after 2022 which means that 2022 might suck it might have some some tough trades it might have some other things and so i think that's the biggest thing is just use 2022 as more of a medium for achieving what you want to achieve in 2023 2024 2025 2026 and so on yeah I mean, I think very similar things from both of us Um, to just keep moving forward and making this team and all that it has to offer and all that we will have coming to us, um, you know, making the most of it. And, you know, Yarmo is a smart man. And while some decisions may be painful as they have been, over the last couple of years in regards to um, trades and all that sort of stuff, like trusting the process and trusting that he knows that sticking with some people or moving some pieces around, like it's all in that, you know, continuous for continuous forward motion. Right. Um, So I think there's a lot of bright things that we can be, excited about. And I know that the it's, times like this are hard for fans um, because you're not maybe going to see a whole lot of W's come up and you're not going to always see the best gameplay right away. And 
um, stuff like that. But part of being a blue jacket is riding the highs and the lows and, you know, being there for every nitty gritty part of it. Um, so yeah, I think there's, I think there's a lot to be, um, excited about in the future. Did it pain you to just say gritty on our podcast? It did. Because I have a deep disdain for that orange monster. You wanted to say bastard. I did, but I refrained. That's good work. That's good work. Well, friend, I don't know that I have anything else on my Blue Jackets radar. I know the one thing that you have on your radar is our social media plugs, but is there anything else that's on your radar? No, not a ton. Just... You know, excited to hopefully keep the season going. Hopefully, you know, we are able to, like all other um, of the 32 teams, able to keep and maintain a solid roster. Um, I'm not going to say that we're not going to have more players and staff go into COVID protocol because with with Omicron, um, it's so contagious. So... We're going to continue to see that. And, you know, it's it's also about fans doing their best, too, when they're at games to follow the arena's protocols and do what you're supposed to do. Because at any given point in time, that arena can say that we can't come in and we can't continue to watch games. So... You know, this isn't pointing out anyone specifically, but the arena is allowed to make the rules that it it wants to make. And both the arena and the team have asked that people wear masks um, at all times within the arena. And it would be great to see more people following that that rule. So. So, yeah, just hoping that the team can stay as healthy as possible hoping that our opposing teams can stay as healthy as possible and just keep the season rolling. Well, and when we do keep the season rolling, you can be sure to follow us on social media. Yes. Because that's obviously the most important thing. Yes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod. Obviously we love interacting with all of you. You can follow us on Facebook at subjectively speaking we do have a website, subjectivelyspeaking.com, if you want to check that out. Also, if you're interested in some merch and to support your two favorite podcasters, you can check out our merch store, subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. Get you some nice cold weather gear um, for just day-to-day use or for to wear to games. Um And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, Any sort of rating or love uh, greatly helps us. And we really appreciate it. Yeah, we do. And until we get a chance to talk to you all next time, stay well, take care of yourselves, and go Jackets. Bye. Bye.